Welcome, everyone, to COVID 2020, the weekly podcast that gives you global and local updates to the global pandemic. We offer our insights and look forward with positivity. Everyone knows that hindsight is 2020. We aim to make foresight 2020. All right, welcome to the third episode of COVID 2020. We have an ever-changing cast of characters, people coming in and out, but today I am, I'm LJ. I'm here with JT and RX, and we're going to get you started with a, a national uh, yeah, breakdown. Thanks. RX? Um, as I was telling you guys earlier, you know, I've kind of, uh, I've definitely tuned out the, the, the guy in the Oval Office. I, I can't even listen to that guy anymore. It's just been ridiculous, but I've kind of stop paying as much attention just um it's it's been a lot um every day and you know we're getting close to a million in in um in the country you know we have 880,000 888,000 confirmed cases in the United States um and over 50,000 deaths so um and then of course the big national thing is just what the difference is state to state right um it just shows the lack of any kind of real federal leadership in taking control of this situation so you know we've got these states that are like yeah you know it's been three weeks we started late and i think we can open back up now i think we're good yeah and then uh and then our 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 fearless leader you know back with the dog whistles talking about you know you need to uh, give these states their freedom and, you know, respect. You know, they're trying to take your Second Amendment. I mean, so obvious what he's doing. And it's like, what is COVID-19 protections? What does that have to do with someone trying to take the Second Amendment? But it's been working for him and it continues to work. So, yeah. So, yeah, some states are saying, yeah, what the heck? Let's go. We're going to open up the uh, basically following the recommended script of the the, the federal yeah, government yeah, right? yeah. The, the um, and i mean i was talking to the executive director where where i work and i was just like you know the thing that scares me most about that and I, you know there's that word scary again but what if these these states that are kind of opening things back up and things go right and then other people are like well look at them you know like hey Right. We can open back up too, you know. Hey, don't don't lose a wink of sleep over that RX because look what yeah. happened in Sweden. <laughs> what, 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 what happened in Sweden? Right. <laughs> ignorance. Like, they decided cool. they decided they knew better than science and they said, you know, we're not shutting anything down. People can go to school, they can have their large gatherings, nothing's changed. And they ended up with the highest uh infection rate in all of Europe. So I don't know what's going on with them now, but yeah. That cold weather thing doesn't necessarily make sense either. So, right, right. Um, and then I mean, you just talked about it too. So you know, you the Second Amendment rights, LJ. There's been all kinds of protests in different states and people calling themselves civil rights activists. And it's like what, what? <laughs> no, no. Um, or liking this to slavery yeah. or something. Like, what? Yeah. I I should get on. We should do a protest where we say. If you don't like right. the restrictions, leave the country. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Love it or great. leave it. It's, and see how and they I'm actually, that. I'm actually surprised <laughs> that, you know, like certain areas in California aren't doing the same thing as Sacramento. I mean, definitely has a, a decent uh, conservative base. Um, but I think because we're in California, we actually listen a little bit better to some of the science. Yeah. Um, yeah, just because it's insane. Like, so I, the update in Sacramento is, um, as of yeah. now, it's 987 cases, 41 deaths, and then it goes by city being um, the biggest being city of Sacramento, and then El Grove is next. But um, I mean, still, that's less than a thousand. And then you know, Sacramento is a is a is a big a big space. But I'm I'm worried that people are going to do this. Do the, they're going to see like yeah. G- Georgia, you know, Alabama, and some of these other states are going to open up. And they're going to be like, cool forget these these restrictions i'm just going to start doing stuff and then that's going to that's going to uh, make the the second the second wave of um, infections happen like it wasn't in the in the 1918 flu epidemic or pandemic it, it like tripled or quadrupled the cases it was like 5 million cases to flatten the curve a little bit then they reopened things and it went back to or whatever it was at that time they ended up having like 15 million cases or something like that i'm like and that's unfortunately i think we're going to see like florida's open a and stuff like what are you doing well, I mean, let's not act like florida is the uh you know the uh the state that we look to for intelligent decisions but <laughs> but it's like come on right right and disease in the air sharks like, in know, that water sharks in the water <laughs> you're like in contra costa uh, i'm not up to date on the numbers so i'm not even gonna try but i know that we instituted on Starting yeah, uh, starting Wednesday, the twenty third, we uh, have to wear face masks everywhere we go, except you know, like outside. But going to stores and things of that nature, you have to wear a mask. Where before it was just suggested, and at work the same thing. You're supposed to wear a mask unless you can be in your office with the door shut, and uh, that is it's interesting. I started wearing the mask, you know, voluntarily last week when I was out and about. And uh, in the office, I only come into contact with a few people. But uh, we 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 have been trying to maintain social distance. And, you know, I just pull up my mask when they come in or when I head out to use the bathroom, whatever. I just go ahead and pull it up. And I think that's just going to be part of the new normal, even as the curve even as things start to open up, I think you'll still see people wearing masks. And, you know, unless I lose 30 pounds tomorrow, I'll probably be one of them. Uh, the, the, on the, on the, what we heard last week, they are proving this with more as they get more and more stats. The people who are impacted the worst from this virus are first obese, second high blood pressure, third diabetics. Uh, and I definitely by by the scale um, and the insurance charts, I'm definitely in the obese category. So I need to take out the qualifiers and just say I need to not um, be obese. My blood pressure is okay. I'm not diabetic. Well, I, you know it's interesting because I mean I I swear so, yeah, I had an N95 mask, mask on, in my garage man. somewhere, like a brand new one that I bought during the fires. Um, but I can't find it. So yeah, we we have the cloth mask, the double layer cloth mask, which you know it's this doctor said it best. It's like. You know, you, you have a, it's like having a, a defensive line. You know, it's instead of having a full line, you have a few people, but it's enough that it's slow, it can slow it down and could potentially uh-huh. you know, help. It helps. But, you know, the thing about the mask, they say, is if you're infected, that's the key, right? If you're infected, you don't want, you have to have that mask on so you don't infect anybody else. But no, I was, my wife, uh, one of her coworkers was saying that people are 
making the cloth mask, but inserting panty liners and, and other, you know, cloth uh, or thicker objects that are, I guess you'd say, have a, a finer mesh than the cloth. Yeah, it's like a filter. To help make it like closer to the N95 type mask. I don't know if I sent you guys the article from the from the Atlantic, but it was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> uh, or if you saw it, it was one of the ones. It was like the most like sober, like sobering, honest, and very realistic take on what we need to do and how this kind of plays out. One thing they were saying, you said, LJ, is with people wearing masks and things after the fact, or, you know, as this plays out, one thing they're going to realize is like they, they anticipate this uptick in um, mental health issues after the fact, because now you're going to have people who are constantly on edge constantly worried about it but also they don't want to go out yeah. anymore because the concern of, of catching it is still there and i'm like that's that's it's, it's interesting like you know do we like was the scalabros yeah. were talking like you know does the handshake go away like i yeah. don't think like that normally but it made me think that maybe you know does this change certain aspects of our of of society and human interaction even on like a personal level a more personal level you know you meet somebody new um, you know, how long do you wait to kiss them? You know, like I mean, I kiss, I kiss everybody when I first meet him. <laughs> oh, oh, well, open mouth. Yeah. I, I kind of go with the uh, George Carlin approach that uh, get it over with. Was, if you're exposed to more things, the better off you're going to be. Like he swam in the Hudson River, and he believed that's why he could never get sick from anything because he's been exposed to every known disease by swimming in the Hudson River. So I figured, like on, I go the opposite with social, like social distancing. I'm, I'm increasing my contact <laughs> yeah. with people to the point where like. There's so many things in my body fighting to be number one that Corona is like, I can't even get in here. That, that That's what one of my coworkers is in really good shape. He goes for, um, you know, he'll come back. Oh, what'd you do this weekend? And be like, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of time. We just went for a little fun run just to like break a sweat. We did six miles in the hills and, you know, he's just in really incredible shape. And uh, I was joking with my other co-worker today about how the virus has already probably tried to attack him and he's not asymptomatic <laughs> like his body was just like what is this man get out of here like we ain't even letting you in yeah his lungs are not the worst problem he has is just living in the bay area in terms do you, of the do you guys know anybody who you, that, personally yeah, or through your student network that has, has gotten the disease and or died from it um i one of my coworkers, her um, husband's grandparents, yeah, ended up contracting it, um, and that was she. She, she mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, um, so I haven't heard an update. So I, I, I feel like they're still around, um, but that's the extent to, that I know of right. that, that anybody's contracted it in my in my network. Yeah. Um, we did have a scare with um, a scare, um, but one of the one of my um, employees, um, before we even shut down, had some symptoms and thought that he might um, have it. And so that was that was a, a scary moment for sure for me, kind of just professionally, as I was contacting, you know. You know, there was like it, it just felt like there was a dragging of feet at that point point to shut things down, and so I'm talking to the principal, I'm talking to yeah. like my supervisors, and just yeah. like, okay, here's what I know, and here's what's going to happen. But you know, shortly after they shut everything down, and and he ended up being okay, so he doesn't he doesn't have. 
my wife has given me, you know, she's let me know, you know, people that she knows, some of their relatives. Uh, and of course, I always pay perfect attention when my wife is talking and commit everything she tells me to memory. So I'm here to say that I, I don't remember if these people died or not, but I'm sure one of right. them did because I was like, oh, like they were 40 years old. So um, that was <laughs> cool. I was like, man, I'm glad yes, I'm yeah. 40. <laughs> what, what are the stats? Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, oh, one of the stats in Sacramento was that how like long? that age group was like, you know, like our, Go ahead. I think it's our age group is the group that, um, I mean, sorry to the listeners. We're all 25 in amazing, good, good shape. Still have our hair. Uh, but, uh, yeah, wait, like, honestly, like sometimes there's, I, I go to the store sometimes and people go, man, how do you get this physique? I'm like, dude, honestly, I don't try. It just happens. Uh, so, so <laughs> um, well, you keep you. You hope they keep they they, they lift that band uh, so, in the NFL because of your shoulders, right? They every time for the call, every time the draft comes around, I'm like, yeah. they call me and they're like, "Are you ready? Because we we need this. You know, after this whole Kaepernick situation, we really need to get the uh, ratings up." And I was like, "Guys, guys, you know what happens? I'm a one man offense. <laughs> Didn't you have to register your your um, shoulders? <laughs> weapon California? Just my shoulders. What's funny is like I tried to go to a football game. They would let me go, and my shoulders had to stay in the car. <laughs> I check my security test. Um, no, but one of the groups, the, our age group, was basically the group in Sacramento that, that was well, uh, had the, the highest number of deaths. So, I'm like, yeah, that's that's the status you read. Um, but I guess it, I mean I'm interested because it, uh, besides I think you know older people, uh, but they had less lower numbers of deaths just because because there's less people that had that, that were sick. But just yeah, like, I mean, LG, you bring up a good point, just like the, the earlier point that you know you gotta we have to control whatever factors we can control, whether it's masks, going out, health, you know, weight, and other things. But yeah, in Sacramento as well. You know, it, it didn't look like a very diverse group of protesters in these other states. Uh, the Root had a good article talking about it, how, uh, you know, they want the government to open back up at the expense of lives and they're not worried about their lives. These people protesting are some of the uh, uh, more wealthier, <laughs> uh, definitely uh, Caucasian than the, the country. Surprise, surprise. So, <laughs> well, I mean, check out the route. Well, I was right. just going to say, I mean, right. um, uh, I was going to mention earlier, just, you know, you were mentioning the face mask and the mandate to wear those. And that's become a thing that's spreading the same thing in San Francisco. But then you also have these reports, right, of people with color, people of color, um, mainly black people. Um, but there was the guy who was forcibly taken off of a bus because he didn't have a covering on. And then there was some black guys in a store that were being followed by a police officer because they did have face coverings on. So, you know, again, as you know, just people did have a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every decision you make is is a life. It could be. You got to go with those clear face shields. Um, And that's been the case before a global pandemic and continues to be yeah um even more of a case yeah i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna delve into these issues in my next episode Absolutely. of uh sounds about white yeah um 
I really get into these kinds of issues. And actually, it, it, you know, it's actually, it's not about what you think it's about. It's about uh, what happened to Jaleel White after uh, Family Matters. I would like to uh, to get into the deep dive that we are going to talk about with The Last Dance, the new uh, final season of the Chicago Bulls uh, dynasty. Yeah, well, sports dynasty. And uh, wanted to get you guys your uh, your takes, your opinions, what kind of hits you the most as, wow, I never even had a clue. Um, uh, so which well, one of you would uh, like to start off? I'll just say first thing is I didn't know anything about, like, I guess I was, I was, I was just finishing school, just getting into, you know, teaching a little bit and just trying to survive. I really didn't know anything about uh, what was going on with, in the, with like the front office versus versus the players. Phil Jackson was told, you have one year and that's it. Like, that's why it's called the last dance. Like, they knew going into the season that, that Jackson was on, on borrowed time at that point. And that, you know, it just, it just, it was amazing. Like, I guess because now, if, if, sorry, yeah. nowadays, if, if the same situation happened, it would be all over, you know, social media, oh, for sure. all the news, and you know, ESPN would be all over it. Uh, but that was an issue. And then also just like how, like, like Jordan, I was talking to RH, RX about this, but, like just seeing Jordan like actually be like himself is it's been a long time since I've actually seen him like actually be like an enjoy an enjoyable person in some ways. Like he genuinely like laughs in some points. Um, he also looks like he's drank everything that he could put his hands on. His eyes are so <laughs> done. Um, but it just it goes back like we're talking that's over twenty years ago. It's it's a different time. I mean, my God, you could, we have a whole episode about the fashion. It's it's pretty amazing. Like right. Jordan's waist is at his chest. <laughs> if he comes into practice, they, like, they, they were all wearing the Steve Harvey oh baggy, oh. baggy suits back then too. Pippen looked wow. like he was about to preach. I mean, it was great. <laughs> so, so I definitely, um, I yeah, was yeah. Um, also, you know, follow. I, I followed this stuff. Like the NBA was was my jam back then um the, t- the this season was um the year after i had graduated high school so i was in my first year of college i was delivering pizzas for for mount mike's um shout out mount mike um, pepperoni pizza love it um oh, but, um so i, I just mike's. remember this time and like i remember following it there were I, I did know about a lot of that like front office stuff um, that was going on and the rifts there. I, I didn't know that they had go, gone into the season though, knowing that it was going to be the last one. That was definitely a shocker. And then um, I don't know if I, I, I didn't really follow the money like that. I don't feel like at that time. So I wasn't really on other than Michael Jordan, you know, I knew at that point he had been signing year to year deals. He was the highest paid player making like 30 million a year. Um, but I didn't realize how, how low Scotty Pippen was paid yeah. um, and the ins and out of his contract and how that came about. So that was really interesting to hear. And just that, that blew my mind um, that he was the 100 and 22nd highest paid player um, in that league. And he was operating off the last year of like a, a seven-year deal that um, 
that got signed before NBA salaries blew up. Yep. And it was really interesting, LJ, um, to hear um, the owner tell, you know, assuming you can trust the owner's word, but saying that he told Scottie Pippen to rethink signing that deal, yep. not to sign such a long-term deal. One thing that the direct they, yeah, they do show is like Pippen's there because of Kraus. Say what you want about Kraus, he helped put the team in a position to win. Uh, but hit, but but the problem is that his his own shortcomings are what make him the person you just don't like because of the stuff he puts and does, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I feel bad for him as uh, coach because yeah. he's uh, yeah. They're they're going to talk about Kerr, but not him. Like, <laughs> oh wow, yeah, they're going to go more into Kerr, Rodman, and some other people, but. Um, by the way, Steve Kerr, he stopped aging at what, like forty-two. <laughs> but he like was forty-two that. when he played with the Bulls. <laughs> but but you know the the other interesting thing though too is like they do a good job of like kind of going back to like it's not just about yeah. that season. They go back into the beginning of Jordan's career, and in that second episode, they really talk about where the start of his rift with management came and that was in his second season that season he got hurt and you know he was kind of allowed to go back to North Carolina and um, go back to school but he actually started playing basketball again so when he came back he was actually in shape and could play and they put him on a minutes limit so he can only play seven minutes per half and like as soon as seven minutes came, they pulled him out. And he was so frustrated because they were about to make the playoffs. He felt like um, the front office wanted a higher draft pick, so they didn't want to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in, like, the last game of the oh, season, wow. they wow. needed to win to make it. And um, they pulled him out with, like, just a little bit of time left. They needed the last shot to go in and like so he's just like you got to be kidding me and you know who hits the shot lj john paxson <laughs> no john paxson yep. and so you're like you see michael oh. like, <laughs> gets his respect for people um yeah. his trust for people and then even his mistrust yeah um for for the office so that yeah that was the start there and that lasted the rest of his career listening to larry bird talk about jordan Oh, oh my god. I mean he talks about he's Jesus yeah, Jesus, that was Jesus and Jim Shoes. But Larry Bird's like, man, like we he's like, we won, but I've never he's he says he's never points. seen someone play like yeah. that. And that's Bird, you know, because Bird is notorious for just being like, you know, kind of like downplaying a lot of things. Uh, but then Pippin, what's interesting about the con the contextual understanding for Pippin is that he's he's poor, yeah. like he grew up very poor and Somebody said the best thing, but Monty Jones said the best. Like the first time he has like three square meals a day is college. So when this opportunity comes and they're like, look, we're going to give you what was like 17 million or something like that or whatever it was for seven years. He was like, yeah. And he scooped it up. Hey, that's, that's a good, that's a good lesson for us. You know, we're all parents yeah. here. <laughs> we need to stop giving our, so, making sure our children have three square meals a day. I mean, if they could have three oval meals, maybe that's a start. But if my children could be professional athletes at the at the the high level, you know what, Scotty? I'm gonna take this a little bit further. Not I mean, having, you know, we talk about people being hungry and being hungry, like be for, like, for like striving for success. I want my kids to literally be hungry. 
Out there, like, like, no, no, really, like, I'm, right. I'm playing for my meal, and they're like, oh, oh, that's, that's a good phrase. Like, no, no, for real. I need to win this game. So I need some cash so I can go eat. <laughs> like, but so I'm gonna say that the Suns, so I can eat. all those kids, people on the Suns, they so were all the fed really well growing up because they are garbage. Like, are they still? If it's not, if it was, if it wasn't for the Pistons, would you have Jordan the way he play, play the way he plays at that yeah. next yeah. level? He got stronger, he got bigger. But yeah, but when you yeah. you watch that footage, I'm like, man, did they call thousand eighty steel type of thing? Yeah, <laughs> like like let's not forget the lamb beer got man, it was Lambeer, criminal. Um, I mean, they would be brought up on charges Lakers. nowadays um, <laughs> uh, with the glasses. Uh, um, I mean, he basically gets dropped on his back in the middle of the game. They're like. Mm, no foul. Rabbit. Or two shots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just basically <laughs> punches people, and he does it intentionally. And they're like, eh. Play on. <laughs> two points. <laughs> you know, two, two, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had 12 fouls. But you, when you watch, game, it's like, six that were called, like, it's just a different you know, time. Like, I just forget that, like, it's not that long ago that they were, like, it was the era of, like, like short shorts and bad haircuts. Like, seriously, like, like were the Bulls playing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and lower wages, right? Were, I were, mean, the, yeah. were the Bulls actually played at? Was like a theater that was a space that other places sold out before the Bulls games. <laughs> it was like a shared venue. You know, like, well, all venues are shared, but like, it's not like, you know, an arena. It was just a place wow. where. Uh, I guess they tried to, they wanted to have it kind of like the Celtics, yeah. but not as uh, historic. It was like borrowed. You know. Yes. Yeah. But but yeah, hearing all those guys, you know, um you mentioned <laughs> Larry Bird, um um JT, but also to hear Magic Johnson, yeah. to hear James Worthy. I mean, talk about people who haven't who haven't aged. Jeez, yeah. James Worthy looks like he should still be playing. I won't let him <laughs> I won't let him near my wife. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I mean all of those guys just I mean James Worthy was was the guy in North Carolina, <laughs> right? Um, and he talks about Michael Jordan coming on and just he's like, I was better than him for like right, two days. right. <laughs> yeah. I just um I mean, and then Michael Jordan talking about coming into the league um his rookie year. Wow. And he was just like he knew he had to establish himself and he had to like earn everybody's respect. And it was the third game of the season that he did that. Right. Um just um yeah so just hearing these stories that again in today's world we hear all this stuff we have all of this content the um players can bring it to you but just to hear these guys talk about it and um you know also to mention jt you talked about um mj um looking like he was um had a few um well wait a minute it was interesting to hear him in that first season talk about um kind of being straight edge yeah. and like just being about basketball and like walking into a hotel room where it was like drugs Every- women and he was just kind of like i'm i'm cool yeah. like, he was a home that's not my scene yeah he said he played basketball he had an apartment um he'd watch movies and like like card games and stuff um well, oh so yeah. here's a little like thing i always like i always appreciate like in documentaries when people like kind of flex on the crowd a little bit like they flex on people a little bit like 
ESPN's a, I think we've ESPN's a, a decent sized company. Um, I think I hope, <laughs> I hope they make it. Well, ESPN. They didn't get any of that bell out money. No. <laughs> Yeah, no. ESPN and Netflix made this made this uh, series, right? So it's just amazing. But but they have a, they have a few people. I, I think there's this guy. There's a couple guys in there that look familiar. There was a um, in the in the episode about uh, when they talk about Scottie Pippen, they show a they show a a Bill Clinton to talk about it, and no joke, they don't say former president. They're like former governor of Arkansas. And then there's another guy. I think what was his name? Obama comes in. And he talks wow. about um, he talks about the, the Chicago Stadium. So how he didn't have money even for the cheap tickets. Here's how crazy uh, the tickets were like six or seven bucks back in the day, in the eighties. And like they had standing room only, and it was like a handwritten sign of like how the ticket prices. It's, it's just insane when you think. Wow. And you're like, oh, that what was that like sixties? Wow. I'm like, that's 1984, or you three or whatever. Yeah. They go into like Jordan's just impact on culture. Well, even on like ESPN. Uh... A, no. a struggling organization that makes a gamble to go sports 24 seven, but it wasn't really 24 hours of programming. And then, yep. you know, you, you turn on mm-hmm. sports center, yeah. which was like, what yeah. sports center, but you turn that on yep. to see air Jordan do something crazy. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's changed, oh, yeah. not just culture, well, but and, and economics. Well, here. And you know, shoes, two bars, two bars, all of those <laughs> Like I just can't keep coming back to that because um, you also see. Hold on, RX competitive. RX, the last oh, dance, oh. right? The yeah. last dance. What's that? Okay. That's it. All right, keep, keep, keep talking. Gotta, gotta, yes, I'll, yes, the last dance. Yeah. You guys keep talking. I guess. Or or save the last yep. dance. We're there, man. Or dirty <laughs> Are we doing that next? One of those. God damn. Who's definitely dancing? Yeah, who's <laughs> hoisting who? Is it Pippin hoisting Jordan or Jordan hoisting? <laughs> Deep diving anything with dance in the title. <laughs> Who's peace crazy uh, in this? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> nice of you to join us, um, ROC. Good to, good to hear your voice. Yeah, two bars um, teetering on one and a half. Nice. <laughs> you got in. Um, yeah. But no, I was just saying that, you know, you get to see the beginning of that competitive drive. And one, you hear that he got it just like trying to get his dad's attention and the competition with his brother, but then that 63 point game in um, against the Celtics came off the back end of a 49 point game. And just to hear that he was golfing with Danny Ainge the game, the the day before and Danny Ainge was talking hella shit and like kind of whooped his ass on the golf course. And Danny Ainge was like, maybe that was a mistake. um, Cause yeah, because he says to the sports writers, "Hey, tell DJ I got something for him tomorrow." And of course, he was talking about Dennis Johnson, and yeah. he goes off for sixty-three points. And it's just like now, Rock. We were asking Rock, what was your uh, biggest takeaway from is uh, the last dance? The how first two episodes? Pippen's contract. I mean, because he was arguably the second best player in the NBA. Um, they ended episode two with um, kind of the uncertainty <laughs> that you know Pippen didn't want to so, play in that last season. Right. Like yeah. he, they were shopping him. He wanted to be traded. Um, he didn't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the big thing I think that wow. that came out wow. of here that we just didn't touch on is um, well, there's been a lot of talk. Um, one, uh, sometimes Draymond Green just needs to shut up. Um, 
but um, just Michael Jordan made the comment that he felt um, Scotty was really being selfish during that time in terms of in the off season, Scotty had said he didn't get some, some, some surgery because he didn't want to um, fuck up his summer. So this was his way of kind of just kind of sticking it to the, to management to say, I'll get it at the end of the summer. I'm going to enjoy my summer and yeah. then I'll use the season to rehab. And Michael said, you know, he felt like that was selfish. Scotty put himself before the team and that's true. I, I mean, that's how Jordan felt. And I don't think any of us can really fault him for feeling that way. And, you know, he had people like Draymond coming out, like he should have stuck up for him about his contract. It's like, when have you ever stuck up for somebody's contract, Draymond? I, I mean, like, I get how that sounds and, you know, it's really messed up, but. Um, well, I think, I think, I mean, to defend Draymond, I think everyone in, in the Warriors organization, at least players, at least the more formidable ones that we hear about, uh, had all kind of made their way to kind of keep that core of Iguodala, Durant, you know, uh, Clay. People started taking you know, cuts. I mean, not substantial cuts. I mean, well, we're talking about defending Pippen and getting him to the point where he's one of the top paid basketball players in the league. There's, I mean, you're going to lose some some core members and and in the bulls there's no way you can afford them to pay what i would argue 15 to 20 million a year i, th I think the irony is that jordan talking about selfishness yeah. is amazing hey rock can you give us another construction rock's dad story Since I've been back, one of the things I've been taking on is helping my parents out with, you know, with just kind of keeping the house in order. I think a lot of it's gone by the wayside. And, um, you know, I, I would argue that all of us have been, you know, had have had a place that we can call home. I'm, I'm trying to help my parents kind of do that. And unfortunately, they've, they've taken it upon themselves to do things a little, you know, go with the guy that they know that has a friend that has a friend that has a friend that knows how to do something ends up doing real, real shoddy work, like stuff that's not even up to code. Plumber is so. a really good guy yeah. knows, knows what he's doing. I called him over to my right. parents' house so that he can check out, you know, my mom, you know, Whoa. there's a sewer line that got, they got busted up. So they had to reroute the plumbing. And my dad had it done pretty amazing. Like he ran the pipe externally and like, you can see it. Like you could see it from the wall, like coming out uh -huh. and it just goes <laughs> to the yard. Just like, there's just like this random yeah. pipe going out to the yard. I'm like, huh? Okay. And then you go yeah. inside, yeah. you go inside the house and the entire, you know, sheetrock <laughs> is missing. There's no like clean work. There's no, nothing. All the, all the piping, all the, pi all the piping is exposed. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like this can't be right, you know. I've never gone to buy, buy a I, home. I don't even look at a home that I'm. A, I don't even, you know, what's the problem? Yeah, <laughs> you, we have been like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the roaches are like, really? What is this? Like, I mean, even the rats are mad. They don't have a place to hide, right? <laughs> no, that's not the best of it. That's not oh. the best of it. So it's been like that for a couple of years now. <laughs> so I came back and I'm like, look. 
I'm saving a bit of money, not being like paying exorbitant rent in Brooklyn. Now I can throw some of that money towards my parents. Like I, I send a yard guy to have their, I mean, their home looked abandoned, the front yard, the backyard. So I, you know, the guy charges like $250, $300 to clean the front yard and the backyard. It, this place looked kind of condemned. And I was just like, this, this can't be happening. So he finishes that. And then I say like, I'm going to get my plumber friend to fix like this ratchet ass work wow. right so i tell my plumber like meet me there at 12 30 12 45 he's like word i get there i'm like yeah. oh man if I, he gets there before i do my dad's just gonna something's gonna happen i get there and i see my dad already talking to him in the front here i'm like god damn it <laughs> so they're already they're already talking and i get off and then my dad screams at me. I parked on the opposite side of the street. He's like, Ray, why'd you bring in the plumber? I'm like, I, I, I need a window guy. I'm like, <laughs> wait, wait, is that it? It, No, 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 check this out. So my brother used to live there. And he made a mess of that house. Because the pipe one of those messes when he broke a window. So my mom ordered... A window <laughs> from this guy, from this guy, from this guy who knew how to do windows from this other guy who knew a guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Off the ship. laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, did Kevin Bacon come and fix your window? Six degrees. Yeah. Degrees that would have been amazing. He would have really paid, you know, like, he fixed all these windows. Right? He would have done that. But. So when they fixed the window, they came. This guy who knew what he was doing came and measured the window. When he ordered the window, the window was too big. <laughs> so, so my my dad says, just put it on. So they start knocking down bricks and the sheetrock. Because wow. wow. my dad's just make it fit. And the sheetrock from inside. They they basically oh, wow. hollow out the wall and they make it fit. Wow. According to them, they made it fit. So my mom comes back and it's like it's crooked. It's like at an oh, angle, cause they. So my dad's all, "Who cares? It's fine. Just put some shellac and." So he. Goes... Oh wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my dad my my. Yeah. No, wait for it. Wait for it. It's even better. My dad goes down Select. to the Home Depot. He's not supposed Cures to drive. All. Drives out there. It's buys all that foam sealant, right? Yeah. And just starts sealing. Yeah. Starts sealing all of it. When I get there, I I never seen this window. And, you know, because my intention is to fix the plumbing, not the window. My dad, but I noticed my dad's talking to the plumber right next to the window, and I. And I just yeah. see the plumber looking, and I'm walking out of the truck, and my dad yells at me, Ray, I need a window guy, not a plumber. Why'd you bring me a plumber? And he didn't. He had no idea, because I told my mom, don't tell dad. We'll, we'll pay for this, and, like, I'll help you, and we'll get it fixed. So I'm walking up, and then he's like, he's like why, why, why a plumber? Ray, why a plumber? He's like, tell him, hey. And then he turns around looks at the plumber, my friend, and he says, like, hey, do you have any... You know, plumber's putty, so you could put around here on the window. <laughs> Instead of shellac, the plumber starts looking at me, and I'm like, 
We got to get your dad on. The oh show. man, he's like, sir, you can't do. He's like, why? Just get the. It's the same thing. It's gonna harden. And then I tell my dad, and then, and then the plumber's like, look, sir, it's not gonna pass code. It's crooked. <laughs> it's sunken all the way down. It's sunken all the way down. He's like, he's like, just put. No one's gonna notice. Just cover it. I'm like, oh yeah. my, yeah. So my, so he got upset because the plumber wouldn't do it. The plumber looked at but, uh, me. Like, what the hell's happening? Slowly trying to back away, like if there's going to be a fight. <laughs> and just my dad loses his temper, goes inside. And then we think what we're going to try to do is run the plumbing. <laughs> that's all shot. Through that hole in Run it straight. <laughs> yeah. Run it straight through oh the window. Oh, my God. And just have, fill the house with water have, and just say, how are they? Do you have pictures just, of this? Like, I, I need to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I, I have another story of my dad's, like, crazy fixer. I, I mean, I have too many. I mean, my dad's like a self-proclaimed handyman, and there's nothing handy about what he does. I think <laughs> I would argue. I mean, he's one of those that like we can do it. No, we can't. Like we really can't. We should pay a, a ridiculous. We should pay a ridiculous yeah, amount of money yeah. to have someone. Does he use YouTube professionally? Or does he look down on YouTube? Like why would he? They're like YouTube. No, I got my my first. Yeah, my first my first experience with that. Like my dad was always one of those like, look, son, when you fix an air conditioner, you got to do it like this, you know. And at first, I was like, oh wow, my dad's teaching me these things. In hindsight, and then there was a specific incident when I was thirteen, and there's this, I guess, old family friend, and he wanted to put up a shed, a tool shed, one of those bigger tool sheds, and he called my dad and says, hey, do you know anyone that can do this work? He's like, no, 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 me and my son will do it. Like, what are we doing? What's this? <laughs> in my in my mind, I'm like, what are we doing? What's this we shit? Right? <laughs> we show up, and it's just, I guess, uh, like Home Depot or whatever the, I guess the the hardware store at the time delivered this it's huge box, right, with you know intricate details and whatever, and 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 this man had you know a dirt grass yard and he's like i want to put it here oh, and then shit, i tell yeah. my dad I was like well don't these things usually go like on a on a slab like a concrete slab? yeah my dad's like no 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 we're just gonna flatten the dirt real nice <laughs> <laughs> real hard like yeah real, get it and i'm like this is i'm thinking like that's gonna be impossible this is dirt real nice. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> exactly he's like Go. Yeah, um, long story short, because I can go on forever. Uh, we had extra pieces, extra screws, missing pieces. Yeah, yeah, extra parts. This thing looked like a teepee, and my dad just my my dad just berates me in front of his friends, like, "God damn it, Ray! Don't you?" <laughs> and he says, "Like, can't you read the instructions?" I'm like. This is a third, like my father berating his thirteen-year-old son for not putting it because because he could he couldn't spearhead the the shed project that yes yeah they had no business engaging with. So we lay down like rock landscaping because it's impossible to have you know grass in the desert. So my mom's like, no, I'm gonna I want rock, whatever. He's like, Ray, will you help us? I'm like, yeah. And then 
um, my parents were older at the time. It's like, you know, we're too old. Get one of your friends to help you. And we're talking like they got three tons of rock, like a pebble rock that work is supposed to spread. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a ton. And then we started a few days before, like really, you know, removing weeds, putting the, oh, wow. you know, the felt paper and the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually read up on it because like, oh, here's one of dad's projects again. Like I got to do something. So the rock shows up and it's we were there two days like it was eight hours like eight to ten hour days yeah my dad gave gave my friend five dollars for both days (laughs) oh wow five bucks five bucks i'm gonna hire you there no wait 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 wait. he gave i think he gave him five bucks my mom was embarrassed and my mom paid him i was just looking at at feed him those days too like my dad pays people like you should be grateful on paying. <laughs> <laughs> he got upset. He got upset because we paid for someone to come, wow. a few people to come because my parents they have a huge front yard wow. and backyard. A tree that was dying, they they cut down the tree. Like they really cleaned up the back. My dad was upset that we paid him. I'm like, are you Trump? Yeah. Like who are you? Like we're young. I'm like, well, like what 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 world do you live in? You know it's. Or my mom used we to gotta meet this guy. Yeah. You know, steady yard guy. Paid him 60, 70 bucks. Did, you know, but it was like a weekly basis. So he would just trim things up, right? Uh, my dad was upset. He was like, no, give him like 15 bucks. He'd be there all day, dog. Eight hours, just like making sure everything. Yeah. Nah. 15 bucks. I'm like, what the? All right, Rock, we have time for one more Rock the Dad story right here. I've been with my partner for a long time. We have pretty good credit. You know, our insurance is is pretty stable. So one day I'm teaching and I get a phone call from my dad and I'm like thinking, okay, well, I'll call him back during the break. He calls back like six times. I pick it up. Ray, if they call you from, from the insurance, tell him. Tell them that you left the truck. Once you hit the other truck, that you left to get the insurance and you never went back. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm like, wait, what? And he gets annoyed. Like I didn't hear him the first time. Like, like he, yeah, like, like he knows we're supposed to be in cahoots from the very beginning. I pick up the phone. Like, right. Yeah, and he yells Follow my name. If they call you, tell them that when you hit the truck, you left the truck there to go get your insurance, but you never went back. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I call my mom. What happened was, I guess my dad was on his way to breakfast in the morning, and my dad doesn't see her, and he, take, he still takes it upon himself right, to drive. Right. So he's driving. <laughs> And given the restaurant he's going to is maybe three blocks away, yeah. <laughs> about like a little over half a mile. I'm like, Dad, it's a good walk. So in the morning, like the sun, the glare right. got in his eye and he hit a parked truck the next block over. He hadn't even gotten like he barely left his driveway and he hit a parked truck. My dad got out of the truck and just jogged back <laughs> home and left the truck. <laughs> 
Wait a minute. Your dad is a, a teenager from Richmond? <laughs> my dad, that was my dad's version of ghost riding the whip. I had to take the hit from my dad. Our insurance so, went up. Uh, yeah. I liked it. Man, I've heard of people using their brother's ID, but never like someone yeah. trying to so, act like it was to, his yeah. son. <laughs> It's obvious that your dad is the, the reason there's hit and run uh, clauses in your insurance. Um, in everybody's insurance. But my, my question is, I'm still waiting to see, like, what did he do that was wrong? He's, just trying, to really? yeah. He's exactly. just trying to think about the financial future of his family, and you guys are over here just <laughs> destroying his dreams. Like, who, ha- who hasn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't had their, friend, their yeah. son's uh, friend uh, work eight to ten hours <laughs> in Texas heat Moving rocks, get him five dollars. I'm like, if I had five dollars for every time oh, I yeah. did that, I'd be good. I, I, essentially, <laughs> yeah, essentially, they want. He's a genius. Business essentially, man. they don't want to see if, if you know, if, my dad wants to see if his son's right. about that. I feel not, like this yeah. needs to be the next hit docu series on Netflix oh, right man. here. Ray Dad. <laughs> Like, like life with Ray like like shit or something. Yeah, like shit. Real. Shit, my dad does. It's not the stuff that he so, says. He actually. So yeah. I have to. So this is sort of mine. I have um, <laughs> some friends who. Well, you guys all know them, but they their family used to own like a in care home care in care facility for for elderly people. In like home health. Like home. Yeah, health like you know, the, the, oh, like, wow. right? You know, like. You know, like so, yeah. it was oh, like next to their family's home, <laughs> and the dad ran it. Cool, it made sense, right? But it wasn't connected; it was a separate building. So, but the 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 boys, there was three of them. Uh, they would work in wow. there and help their dad out. Again, makes sense, wow. right? Family business. But things yeah. like when somebody died, they helped move the body for the coroner to pick it up. Huh. These boys were between the ages of twelve and nine. Now he doesn't. Later on, hmm. the oldest son goes in the same business. And he's sitting in a class right. where you learn all the laws and you're learning how to, <laughs> and he's sitting there like just making a list of every single law that he's broke working at, for his dad. And he realized, his yeah. dad's like, I'm not, yeah. why would I pay for something? I got three strong boys right here that could do this work. I'm like, he's like, my dad. Wait, what? are you, you're, you're, you're talking about the plot right. to, every, to six feet yeah. under, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Is this thing? And you're six feet under. There's other parts of that story that, that fit as well. <laughs> Six feet yeah, but I'm just like, I, as a parent, I'm like, I, I, I kind of get it sometimes. You're like, I get no, I, really? I get like where, the, where the thought process, <laughs> like, if, but you're like, no, if you're, if you're in a car wreck, you're just gonna tell no. your son, like, save young, what's up? <laughs> I mean, he, my son, <laughs> get behind my the son wheel. has horrible credit. I need people to understand that. Um, he, he's probably bank- because of nine, he's probably bankruptcy. He doesn't even know it. that's the crazy part. Um, no, like. I'm, the same address the same address a defaulted Columbia house account (laughs) 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 no but what I mean as a parent you understand like like, I guess I don't understand people who go you know what I should do and you're like no that's a horrible idea but there's people like I'm about to lean into this all the way into this what I should do is call my son who's a teacher and be like, hey, dude, hey, real quick, hey, yeah, yeah. do you mind taking the fall I, for me? Cool. All right. Hey, call your mom. Call your mom. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. And then you're, you're but, bad. Yeah, you better know. Like, this, is, this is how it's going down. Yeah. It's not even part of the thought process. Yeah, yeah. My dad was te- yeah, testing I'm my commitment. To think I'm a pretty you good know, dad. There is now. no <laughs> I So it feels like. Ray, where your your dad's really just trying to just get you set up with the he, cartel, right? He's really connected with the cartel. Wow. I, I, and you're gonna find I, out I don't know. this whole subplot of narcos. I'm not sure if my I mean, you know, I I love my dad unconditionally. No doubt I will do anything. I will I will hear yeah. I see. I see, because my dad would have ate that insurance thing, man. It would have been like you you jog your ass right back over there. And don't call me again. <laughs> yeah, like, I, got uh, I would problems. tell my kid, like, "Why are you calling me shit. while I'm teaching? Like, <laughs> call your mom." See, but you, yeah, but usually it's the kid calling the parent. Oh, good, not the parent. Not the parent, not the parent calling the. You know what? I take that back because yeah. my my um right. my mom lives right. in Vegas. Uh, right. I'm surprised, right? It, uh, what? Uh, yeah, you know, never told so, us this. She, you know what? She moved here recently. I did um, not she know never that. Brings it, never <laughs> brings it up. Never. Comes it up. Um, yeah. But like, she'll call me sometimes and explain. She's like, she's like, so um, there, there's, there's a guy named Lucky. That's not his real name. And his wife live in. They, they rent a room in their house. All right, cool. Jesus. Oh, they have yeah, no they, friends who have actual they, names. They're all they're all nicknames or initials. But so okay. So okay. my mom goes, yeah. Well, I moved back from California. Somehow my TV with the Roku built yeah. in ended up in their room. It's your home. You're telling you want your TV back. Oh, I don't really want to you know, make anybody mad. They have your TV. Yeah, but it's story after story like this. Yeah, so there's a cast of characters. There's oh, AT, wow. JP. There's a guy named Ace, a white dude named Ace that stops by sometimes. Um, there's Lucky. Got Ace and Lucky. They're full house. Somebody else. Uh, yeah, like, like Snake. Like, yeah, they got like Snake. 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 <laughs> at some point in your life the roles reverse where the child becomes the, the parent and the parent becomes the child and i was like all right cool thanks but then we've all had the experience where like i'm, I'm having i'm talking to my mom one time about her, her marriage uh, and i'm like i'm uh, explaining basic like what you need to do is let, why don't you express it from a point of feelings wow. that's hard to argue and, and literally i'm watching listening to these two people who are not young debate from the most petty standpoint. I told you the story about the, the Pepsi conversation. This is like about a couple yeah, months after everything cool. happened in 2013. I'm in my bedroom, like, I'm no. make something to come out to make a sandwich. My mom and her husband are arguing over is Pepsi the same thing as PepsiCo. My mom's like, no, it is the same. He's like, but wow. it's not the same name. She's like, it's wow. literally in the name. And I'm sitting there, I pick up a can of soda and look at it. And like it says Pepsi on, like, on tall, you know, vertically, PepsiCo at the bottom. I decide the best course of action, pick up my sandwich and go back to my room. Yeah. Yes. Walk away. Yes. Smart move. I should have walked out the front door and, and never walk away. Um, <laughs> but they're your you parents. Done that, that would have proven that you do not love your mom unconditionally like Ross <laughs> loves his dad. Wait, are we talking about my mom? You stayed because now you're still on the edge. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> This brings us to the time in our podcast where we're going to say our encouraging, thoughtful, positive words of the day. And Rock won't interrupt me and say that I borrowed it from a Scorpion song. Okay, go so, ahead. Uh, 
who who's ready who's <laughs> ready with their with their closing thoughts for the for the week until the next podcast. This is what we'll hear from you as your final thoughts. As crazy as all this is, find the positive things in it and maybe use it as an opportunity to address something that you've been avoiding or to learn something new. Great, great. Starting tomorrow for 24 hours, from the moment you wake up until the moment you wake up the next day, say nothing but positive things. Do not challenge anyone to improve or to do things the right way. Stay positive that entire time and pay your bills if you can. Rock? So by staying positive, you're saying even if they ask you to take a hit on a on a car accident that wasn't your fault. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't hang up on people, Rock. Say uh, okay. <laughs> I'm in class. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I told them? I told them stick it. Uh, no, yeah, I think at the end, of, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I joke around a lot, but I, I, I think these these stories yeah i'm fortunate enough to share them because uh uh i have an amazing family that's just it's i mean my dad's just one character in in a whole pot and i'm grateful for my family and the community that i have so uh enjoy them while you have them uh that's for sure because we don't know with what's going on uh we don't know what's coming so that's for sure Uh, as much as we laugh and stuff and what you're saying though ray is I would give a lot to be able to have interact with my dad like that. I got to take, you know, these people that are, that drive me nuts, but at the same time, I've been blessed to have them in my life to take, just to make the most of the time that I have with him. Cause you know, like we all know, we don't know. We could, we, we could have 50 more years or we could, this is it. You know, yeah. you, you should have taken the hit for him. Call somebody you haven't called somebody you haven't checked in with, make sure they're all right and stay positive as possible. Thank you for listening to our latest episode of COVID-2020. Please stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep aiming for 2024 sight.